Yeah, we like to fuck woolly mammoths. Shut up, Michael. You're the only one who likes to fuck that thing. Hey, fuck you. At least I'm not in a shit play. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the smoke pit. What up, though? So we are doing a bonus episode because of all our homies in lockdown. Because some of us have off and some of us are quarantined. Yeah, so uh, all these states are declaring national states of emergency. The country is in a state of pandemic. Shit's crazy. Yeah, and uh, just for those of you who are going out there trying to find yourself a container of toilet paper, <laughs> how much do you think you're going to need to poop? No, seriously, like, um, you know, you just do like we used to do in the, in the barracks when you're just like massively hungover. And, you know, you just stumble into the fucking into the shower that you probably share with like the adjoining barracks room. Look, I thought I was totally being gross by saying, you know, if we run out of toilet paper, who gives a shit? Because I got that like extra shower head that I can yeah. like detach. And then Katie Sackhoff, who used to be like my absolute favorite when she was on Battlestar Galactica back in the day. Yeah. Um, she tweeted exactly that. She was like. Worst case scenario, where I run out of toilet paper, I'm going to hop in my shower and just rinse myself off because I'm not a disgusting turd. Yeah, and then you, then you waffle stomp the turd down the grate. Well, I mean, you know, if you just eat enough fiber, you don't have to worry about waffle stomping it too hard. You, like, waffle mush it. No, I, I, I would disagree, uh, kind and gentle sir. Uh, <laughs> fiber actually makes your turds uh, larger. It makes them a little softer, but it makes them larger because it, like... Yes, bigger, but yeah. more soft, so you can, like... Okay, so you know when you're washing dishes, right? Yeah. You got some goop on there, and you put your your faucet on maximum hot. Oh yeah, and you spray it down because you're like, yeah, this will melt off all that <laughs> crap. Same thing. Just set the hose in your shower to maximum heat. Put it right up against your poop chute so you get maximum amount of pressure, <laughs> and you're good to go. If your butthole starts turning a bright pink, it's time to stop. Yeah, like Rick and Morty when you need the uh, the doctor's appointment for the discolored butt flaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so for um, and for for those of you who live in the barracks and probably a don't have hot water and b don't have a hose and c you're coughing all over each other because you've got coronavirus. Yet we are doing this episode for you. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so my girlfriend's here <laughs> and heard all of that. Hi, hun. Oh, hi, honey. All right, so this is Samantha. She is uh, currently a reservist and going to uh, ROTC program uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, on track to become an officer, and she put me on to some murder podcasts. <laughs> so we decided that it would be a great opportunity for us to take this bonus episode to uh, kind of cash in on a little bit of uh, one of the more popular trends. Yes, and this is the one time Daniel will let me say murder on repeat <laughs> without giving me a hard time about it in public. Yeah, in public, <laughs> that's the point. You're not supposed to say murder on repeat in public. I'm an American, sir, and I'm covered under the First Amendment. I say whatever the fuck I want. If I'm standing on it, it is America. Exactly that. My boots were on it. It was America. The First Amendment counts. So we are going to talk about some serial killers, but with a fun little smoke pit twist. These serial killers were former military. Bum, bum, bum. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Well, my, mine was like for drama and emphasis. You went dun, back to the dun, Brazilian dun. like reggaeton like disco club. Yes, because I'm excited about this topic, Daniel. Murder, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> murder, 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 oh, murder. Okay. All right. So before we kick this off, we have a few definitions that we want to cover first. All right. For for those of you who aren't um, into all those murder uh, Netflix documentaries and stuff, correct yourself because you're about to learn a little bit about something. 
we're going to smash some knowledge into your head while you on quarantine. So. <laughs> if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Hey, Netflix and chill works really well if you watch one of those shows with the murder documentaries. Cool. So uh, according to the FBI, the general definition of a spree killer is someone or more than one person who commits two or more murders without a cooling off period. The lack of a cooling off period marks the difference between a spree killer and a serial killer. So now that we know what that is, a mass murderer is defined as killing a large number of people, usually in one place. So that's the difference between like a spree killer and a uh, mass murderer, and then you have a serial killer. Right, so a spree killer can be someone who, say, you know, shoots the teller at the bank and then drives down the road and then goes to get McDonald's and then shoots the lady at McDonald's. Basically like, me playing Grand Theft Auto. Correct. <laughs> so the difference between a mass murderer is a mass murderer would be someone like the Columbine kids who, like, shoot a bunch of people in one spot. Like, they're just trying to cause maximum casualties in one area. So a little bit of a disclaimer: We do not condone murder. We do con uh, we do condone killing the enemy uh, in accordance with the Geneva Convention and your rules of engagement. If you're a religious individual, do remember that the Bible makes a distinction between killing and murder. It says, "Thou shalt not yep. murder, not thou shalt not kill." Yep, and we're ne we're never one to try to force our our beliefs on other people. I um, but however, it it is good to educate yourself. Uh, I think Ecclesiastics three three says there's a time um, to kill and a time to heal. And, you know, like, you know, how the whole thing, like, David, you know, slew Goliath because of God's instructions. So, like, w we, we can just say that morally there's a difference between killing and murder. And we're talking about murder. Right. Murder is the... Is the, bad. Murder is the killing of someone for no other reason than you feel like it. Because you have a little pee-pee. Right. You have an absolutely <laughs> tiny pee-pee. The tiniest of pee-pees. That is like, actually, like... A reason why a serial killer became a serial killer. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll <laughs> I have never lied on this show. People will watch this show Whoa. in 20 years and compare me to The Simpsons, okay? I have Whoa. never lied on this show. Well, lie is a strong term. <laughs> Exaggerate. You know, you uh, live such a crazy life that you give me um, uh, structure and then the chaos consumes. Uh, uh, what, what, what am I looking for? The chaos weaves its way through. Yes, there we go. It weaves its way through. See, okay, that's so. my whole lifestyle. <laughs> Organized chaos. Organized <laughs> fucking chaos. So back to serial killers. Um, Sam, in your definition, uh, what is a serial killer? Um, when I was 12, I learned what a serial killer was. Um, so in my own definition, it was someone who would kill um, about like three people, at least over a course of months years what have you they have a cooling off period in between each kill and they're typically sexually motivated so why were you learning this at 12 years old i was really interested i was bored and i would just I, I i honestly don't remember what sparked it but i was just always interested in like the macabre okay because i too was curious at 12 and i started uh, <laughs> looking into the feasibility of transformers uh found out that those weren't actually a real thing and was quite disappointed <laughs> yeah, I was super into uh, into ion engines for space travel, and then I realized that NASA had figured that out back in the 70s, and I was like, oh, great. Ah, fuck. Ah, fuck. Ah, fucking nerds. <laughs> I was like, ah, damn it. I thought I was going to be the best nerd. It turns out I was uh, behind the times. So this isn't 100% inclusive. So uh, serial killers, somebody who uh, does three or more kills, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, generally has an MO, which is Latin for... Modus operandi. Modus operandi, which basically means what the fuck they like to do. 
So you'll hear a lot of times that when you watch, say, detective stories, you'll hear that the three things they look for when they're trying to find a suspect is means, motive, and opportunity, right? Means is the MO, right? It's the way in which they kill people. When you have a serial killer, they tend to, not always, but they generally tend to have a methodology, right? They, they find, they have the early experimental period where they decide, they kind of try out different stuff and figure out how they like to kill, and then they refine that process. So you'll have one that likes to use knives. They're going to always use knives. It's very rare that they're going to jump into some other thing. Again, don't be a serial killer. If you're currently listening and you are, correct yourself. Well, honestly, with people who have like, who, okay, who end up being serial killers have this period of time where they're very confused and they're like trying really hard to understand themselves and it's really hard. So at that point, I encourage anyone who's having these weird, horrible thoughts to go see a therapist, and it's always going to be better that way. Yeah, and um, so we, we've we've done a, a lot of research in this, uh, 30 minutes of furiously Googling before <laughs> the episode, um, and a lot of serial killers uh, were former military. Some of the ones you may have heard of were the uh, Son of Sam, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Dean uh, Coral, a.k.a. The Candyman. <laughs> The Candyman actually only spent 10 months in the military. Yeah. He got drafted, and then he was like, this is super hard, and I'd like to get out, please. Actually, they let him go home because his mom had a problem at the candy factory. Well, that's the thing. He was like, this is super hard. He he did claim, you're right, he claimed uh, family hardship. They they wanted him out. They yeah, but like, they, were, they were like, you're super weird, <laughs> and you're like a cook anyway, so just get out of here. Yeah, so we um we have yeah, all picked... <laughs> A different serial killer that we uh, we kind of want to profile in this uh, mini bonus episode. So, really quick before we get into that, I'd like to also mention something else in the general vein of we don't endorse serial killing or murder of any kind. Yes, is that uh, Sam and I were talking earlier about the I like to call it the psychopathy trifecta, but there's an actual term for it, which is the McDonald's triad, which is. Um, typically, it's killing animals from a very young age, wetting the bed way into like their teens and um hitting their head when they're young did i say that there's also setting fires oh yeah well that's the triad is the three main ones so it's hitting the head wetting the bed and killing animals and then there goes into other things like do all of those three things now so no you don't (laughs) this is is the benefit of the podcast i've never heard the hitting the head thing i've always heard the that's the wedding to bed killing animals and setting fires yeah so i do all of those but but arson arson is one of those things that would be kind of an easy thing to pick up so the hitting the head thing well a lot of serial killers start off doing smaller things so like um arson and like thievery would also play into like them testing the waters before they can make their big kill like petty crime yeah petty crime petty crime is them just being like can I get away with this? Because a lot of serial killers are also narcissists who think that they're too smart for the cops to get caught. So, and then they got caught. <laughs> of course they did because they're turds. And of course. The, the law guys, always wins. Do you guys remember the uh, the TV show Dexter? Um, Only 100% yes. It started off really good. And then, like, I think they tried to shove down his... Uh, his wife and a few other elements down the the viewers' throats that really didn't land. The the wife worked out pretty well at first because I think she kind of lent some empathy to him. That yeah. the, the general, like his whole backstory was kind of a little bit sad. So you, you felt from for a little while, and then the more it went into it, you kind of like eh, 
married, but he's still murdering people. And then, and then Rita was like, oh, but I love you, even though you're so damaged. And then I think Rita ends up getting murdered, too. Did you know that there's a serial killer who's inspired by Dexter? Well, of course, of there, course is. there is. There's a there's a <laughs> Canadian killer, and I cannot remember his name at the moment, but he was very, very inspired by Dexter, and he wanted to kill cheating husbands. Oh. He ended up killing a single man who just wanted to find love. I think they met literally on Tinder, and um, he just killed him just because cause he so thought he was pathetic or something, and it was awful. It was, was just so sad. Was that serial killer a goose? Because it's the only Canadian I know of that's <laughs> evil. Yes, all goose deserve murder. I, I think I will have to amend our statement. Murder geese. That's perfectly no, okay. No, no, that's killing geese because <laughs> geese deserve deserve the death. They are second in evil only to emperor penguins. Emperor, I would fucking love to meet an emperor penguin. I would love to meet an emperor penguin. Okay, so Dan knows, and and Sam, now you're about to find out. Okay. One of the trips we we do a lot of international travel whenever we can. And one of the trips I really want to do is go to Antarctica, right? And it's super hard. It's crazy expensive. And there's only so many people who get to go down there a year because of the conservation effort and not having, you know, stuff fall apart. But I'm going to find my way down there. I'm going to find an emperor penguin and I'm going to I'm going to hoof it right in the front butt. <laughs> I think because, it's illegal. Oh, it's hella illegal. So why are you going to do it? Um, I'm sorry. Have you seen an emperor penguin? Aren't they like four feet tall? Yeah, they're ridiculously tall for a bird that's not evil. Okay, and there's is that the only reason why you think they're they're dressed like James Bond villains? James Bond villains are inspired by the penguin. (laughs) I think (laughs) we're getting a little off topic, Alexander. (laughs) The the point is, we're gonna boot some penguins at some point (laughs) in the future, and by the time we do, it won't be illegal because there'll be an evil menace that's trying to melt the ice. Most zoos let penguins walk around in the winter time. Yeah, we saw penguins when we were in Australia. I saw, ooh, I saw penguins in the wild when I was in Peru, which is crazy thing to think about. Not a lot of people have seen penguins in the wild. Like I was real close to the Galapagos Islands. It was kind of like the uh, the poor man's version is what they called it. So like if you didn't have enough money to go to the actual Galapagos Islands that on National Geographic, you go to these poor ones. <laughs> so you went to the you went to the knockoff Galapagos? <laughs> yes, I went to the Walmart of Galapagos. 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 <laughs> Instead of going to the Target of Galapagos, <laughs> <laughs> went to the Walmart of it, and I got to see penguins in the wild. Back to the murder. Let's talk about some murder. Okay. So, the first person we're going to talk about is um, Dickface Arthur Shaw Dickface. Please um, tell me his name is actually Dickface Arthur well, Shaw Mark Dickface. I, I'm going to refer to those that because I don't feel like we should be glamorizing these people. Good. That's um, one of the reasons they don't give them names anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that, there was yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that'll come to my case that, a lot. Yes. that's all they want. Yeah, the, there was that comedian that was just like instead of giving them like cool nicknames like the Midnight Slasher. Was it like uh, we're called Micro Penis the, mur- the Micro Penis Murderer? Yeah, and uh, Billy the Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Dickhead Arthur uh, Shaw Dickhead um, was sentenced to life in prison for a series of murders between 1972 and 1989. So, um, fun fact: before um, before that. He served a tour of duty in Vietnam uh, where he boasted about uh, all these badass uh, combat exploits uh, such as uh, cutting off people's heads and nailing them to trees as a warning to the Viet Cong. 
the army came back and was like, yeah, no, he never saw combat. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, he used an armor. He used um, a boot. Yeah, he was he he a pogue. He uh, never was in the front line. Like, not, he wasn't even one of the pogue groups that, like, went out and got some, you know? Like, no. Like, this dude was, they, they used the term, nowhere near a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up called this fucking dude a piece of shit. Um, and he actually had claimed to have committed his first murders while he served in Vietnam, killing two young local girls and then eat, uh, eating their bodies. Turns out the only thing he was eating was dick. Oh, damn. Okay. So he was allegedly a frequent bedwetter. There you there go. There you go. Um, he liked to start fires. There you go. Uh, he had an overbearing mother who would allegedly sodomize him with foreign objects. Uh, he also allegedly had relations with his aunt and his sister, the family denies these claims. Mommy issues is also a common thing that you see in serial killers. Like you see it with a uh, Ed Gein. Lots of Oedipal complexes. Yes. Well, that's Ed Gein. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot of that, but there are. There's always mommy issues. I've yeah. seen the movie Psycho. It's definitely <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of weird psychosexual issues with their mothers. That it's usually just psychosexual. It's sexual sadism a lot. Can you uh, can you explain to our listeners who are not familiar with that term what that means? Which one? Sexual sadism. A- any of them. <laughs> you said like four things that I didn't understand and I tried to pawn it off on the listeners. Okay. Please educate me. I don't I'm know what sorry. any of that means. Please, please explain to Daniel what psychosexual means. Uh, actually, you take that one because I'm going to screw it up somehow. I'll take sexual sadism. <laughs> 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 sexual sadism being the easier of the two. Yes, of course. All right, give us, give us that one first. Okay, Let's sexual sadism would be um, finding in, like sexual pleasure from inflicting pain on another individual. So you s- that's pretty much the motive for a lot of uh, serial killers is that the pain they get to see from their victims is what encourages them to keep killing. So, like, if you're an individual that derives pleasure from that, you're fucked up. Like, now, now hold on a second. Like, now, now, you're defending them? I'm not defending <laughs> anything. I'm saying that everything comes with degrees, right? Humanity is all about degrees. So, it's there's parts of it that are understandable. Like, if you have, for example, a woman who likes to get a little smack on the tush, right? Like, she likes to get smacked just a little bit, like, just right on the booty meat, just like a little blop, right? That's <laughs> deriving pleasure from pain because nobody likes to get whapped right but occasionally a woman likes to get a little oh my god but some people waited to the serial killer episode to start talking about your sick bedroom pleasures (laughs) this is not about me i'm making a point generally about a broad spectrum of humanity are you recording right now yes obviously of course you are so here's the thing i'm saying that there's a large number of people who like to get a little a little Right, a little smack on the tush, right? Or, you know, get their hair pulled or whatever, right? That's deriding pleasure from pain. That is a normal amount of exploration that's not weird or psychopathic. But if you have people who literally, like, want to hurt you until you're in great amounts of pain or hurt people who can't defend themselves, like the elderly or the young, that's when it turns into, like, a sexual sadist and funny enough that's actually a part of how he got caught and i'll I'll get to that um fun fact about what's up sorry um just like a good example of like that kind of a problem happening is john wayne gacy is he killed out of what he thought was self-defense 
and then when he realized that it was a mistake and that he just accidentally killed someone who wasn't coming at him with a knife but just making him breakfast he realized that he came and so once he realized that he got off on killing he continued to do it and that's the pro that's like he had two paths to choose from and he chose the wrong one so i i, I don't know if i couldn't I, I I don't know if I could like just be sitting there and like somebody's just like, hey, you want some toast? I'm like, wow, and like blast them, and I'm like, oh god, I came too. Like, <laughs> well, that's what, what that's the, the difference. That's the difference between you, who may occasionally like, you know, choke somebody a little bit or whatever, and a person who is a psychosexual, you know, so, sexual sadist who murders because it makes them feel good. No, don't get me wrong. I like to choke people in a jujitsu sense. Okay, calm yeah. down, little one. O- only a jujitsu sense. <laughs> we like to refer to that as murder yoga, right? It's kind of like uh, it's like solving a Rubik's cube. Anybody, I don't care who you are, has the ability to get choked out. And so, if you have an opponent and you can figure out the best way to choke them out, it's like solving a puzzle, you know. But like, I'm not sitting there like I like once I get the tap, I'm not like ah oh, god, I just came on your back like erroneous. <laughs> what? Remember that time in Pop Springs we were down in that pool and you were like, ah, I'm going to choke you out. And I was like, ha no, you're not. And then you came a little and I was like, hey, that was Palm Springs. There's literally something in the water that makes everyone a little homoerotic. OK, it's like one of the gayest cities in America. You do not put that shame on me. I will not have you. Hey, I'm not kink shaming you. OK, <laughs> if, if choking out people gets you off, then choking out people gets you off. As long as it's a consensual adult thing, it's fine. I'm simply saying that when it. When it gets okay, so my personal my personal thing is I have rules, right? Again, you made it to the serial killer episode. <laughs> I'm simply <laughs> again I've stated this in the past on the show. I'm just going into to, to a little bit of detail to make the difference between what a normal person considers acceptable and what what is considered say psycho, uh, psycho sexual sadism. Uh, so I have rules, and my rules include. Uh, I don't cause any kind of damage that I have to explain to the police. Uh, no blood, right? No, no, anything like that. Because there's a difference between I like getting my hair pulled, not me, but like a person I'm with saying, I, I want you to pull my hair and smack me a little, right? That's okay, fine. But I'm not going to cause a bunch of bruising, right? I'm not going to like cut anybody or cause any permanent damage. Yeah, so what I think is really interesting about this case is the fact that um, he was actually jailed for uh, killing two children in 72, but he got out early on parole. And I, I couldn't find if this parole was because of this or it was a previous parole, but he actually got released early on parole because he saved the life of a prison guard after a riot broke out in the facility. So, like, it's just, this is kind of like when, when you talk about the psychology of killers, like, some of them have very strict rules as to like what meets their qualification like dexter right some aren't that aren't that serious but the majority of them um that i mean probably that we're going to talk about um most of them killed either women or children but a lot of them were like prostitutes because they viewed them as like lesser people subhuman yeah like subhuman so like in this guy's mind the prison guard deserved to live and he actually risked his own safety to save the prison guard but then he goes out and murders 14 women well, because, and again, every serial killer has their origin story, just like a, like a villain in a comic book, right? And the villains in comic books are evil, just like serial killers are evil, so I'm not uh, endorsing this. But 
you you always have to look. They're they're made. They're not born. So there's always some event that I happens. I agree with that. I think some of them are born. I think well, some if if it's like brain trauma or psychopathy that can't be helped, but there's plenty of examples of people who are psychopathic or sociopathic that under they couldn't empathize or connect to other people, but they knew enough about how society worked because they can be you can be psychopathic and not stupid. Well, and, of course not, but like, right. that's the thing is that you see a, l- a lot of like um CEOs have a common trait and it's either I don't I'm actually not going to say it because I don't know what it is, but you commonly see a uh, hydradistic personality and narcissism within your per- uh, within your serial killers because they think that they're just so perfect and smart and no one's ever going to catch them. They can do whatever they want because they're so perfect. No, I get that. And so I, I agree with both of you that um, in some cases, like a serial killer is either made or they're born with like some sort of like fucked up disposition to like make them um, uh, more likely to become that way. In my instance, like I grew up with like fucked up you know, childhood abuse, trauma, stuff like that. I go into the military and I like to slay me some bodies, right? <laughs> And they said, hey, if you slay the wrong bodies, you'll go to the brig and you won't be able to slay bodies anymore. So that's why I only slayed the right bodies. But that's the thing. That's exactly what we're talking about. If you let's say you grew up a a Rockefeller. Right. right? And so you're a psychopath, but you're also a Rockefeller. So you were taught from an early age. This is what society expects from you. And this is what you will get if you can follow the line. Right. If you can stay within the box, you can be the CEO. You can be. The, the leader of the company. You can run this multi-million dollar agency. Just don't fucking murder anybody or do anything terrible to, to physically hurt human beings, right? Just hurt them with your bottom line, but don't hurt them in person. But that's right? the thing is that, like, people who end up being serial killers will have, like, either a horrible childhood or they'll have a great childhood. That's exactly my point. I think that, that they would be right? more likely to be... There's something within them that causes them to be serial killers because anyone can go through a trauma like trauma in their childhood and come out fine but the problem is is that these people who were traumatized or abused in some type of way or not anything at all end up being these serial killers and that's exactly my point is you have like the trauma can be a catalyst if you already have a disposition to be that way right so you can have a disposition for a lot of things like you can there's plenty of examples of people who are for example uh like gay Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But back in the day, let's say 50 years ago. Right. If you, if you were born in 1950 and you grew up in the 1970s, you couldn't exactly be the CEO of a company if you were out and you were gay. OK. Right. Did you do anything wrong? No. You're just born a certain way. That's fine. But did you murder people? No. You just went about your business. You understood. murdered that ass, though. I mean, probably, but you you understood the box that society. Was I love in. how skeptical he is. He's like, I don't know, probably. Like, I mean, I don't know if they murdered that ass or not. A lot of people probably. He's well, like, only I murdered the ass. I mean, not that ass. I like to keep myself in the big room. dick murder demon. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> but my my point is that they they people can un- you could be psychotic. And I'm not equating gay with psychotic, by the way. That Obviously, was just, yeah. That was a parallel analogy. Yeah. But you could be psychotic and still understand where the box is and to stay inside the box. And a big part of what the differential is between a person who goes outside the box and a person who stays in the box is how much trauma did you experience and how fucked up your childhood was and who did what to you and who allowed you to do what. Okay. 
so to, to wrap my story up, uh, so basically the, the way that they got wise to him was that he did have this very specific um, idea of when he should kill. But he also liked prostitutes, which a lot of serial killers tend to do. A and lot of other people like prostitutes, too. Well, serial well, killers go after prostitutes because they know that the police won't look into it as much because they see them as lesser human. They call them the un, like the undead, I think, or the... Uh, the overlooked or... The non-dead or something like yeah. along those lines where if you... Like, this happens a lot where serial killers will see them as easy targets because no one's going to look into them. Yeah, and so, um, so basically this... Uh, there, there was all these murders and stuff happening, and one of the, uh, the 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 seasoned prostitutes in the area came to the police, and she was like, hey, look, I've been doing this for a while, all right? I've been getting paid to suck dick for years. you understand that? And I'm assuming <laughs> she's had gums for teeth. And a southern accent for yeah. some reason. <laughs> prostitutes can be classy. Escorts are classy. Yeah, the kind of prostitutes who get stabbed to death in the alley somewhere usually aren't the classier, more expensive variety. But that mean that doesn't deserve. They mean they deserve to be murdered, Alexander. I mean, I didn't say that. No, no, no human being, regardless of their occupation. Can I finish my story, please? I know the both of you are big brains. I've been trying to get through this one story for twenty minutes now. Man, oh how the tables have turned. This is how what you get for going first. All right, so she went to the cops, and she was just like, man, she, this guy likes to smack me up, she. And they're like, hmm. So first they're from the South, and now they're from Boston in the 20s? <laughs> yes. She had her Tommy gun. She's like, man, if he comes back around here, she. She's going to get a whole fistful of lead, see? <laughs> and then she, like, shot her name into the wall. It was like, Harry Georgette was here, she. That's, that's how she filed her police report. She just shot her name into all the paperwork. <laughs> Uh, nobody bit on Harry Georgette. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh whether God. she's Harry or not is her business, right? <laughs> hashtag 2020. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> what, is, so, what is your hashtag? Hashtag woke king. Yeah. Hashtag woke king. <laughs> woke king. <laughs> and so she was like, yeah, this uh, this guy gives me the creeps. And that's really hard for me to do on account of how much of a whore that I am. <laughs> Jesus. And so you should look out for this guy. And this is what he drives. And this is what he looks like. Uh, he wanted me to play dead while he choked me and beat me up, and I didn't want to do that. So, like, all right, cool. So now we kind of have an idea of who we're looking for. And so the the local police department was just baffled by all these murders, so they called in the FBI and all these additional resources, and they had a surveillance plane out. And if I get parts of this fucking story wrong, go fuck yourself. Like, a I did my best, okay? A surveillance plane? I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. You had me at surveillance plane. What Please year do. is this? Uh, I think uh, 89. All the worst years. <laughs> And Just because you weren't alive for them doesn't make them bad. <laughs> no. Um, Everybody was skinny because of all the coke. Okay, exactly. There you That's go. That's a good thing. Can no. I finish my story? <laughs> uh, go ahead. I, you had me in surveillance plane, sir. Go ahead. I want to hear this. <laughs> and so they're doing their plane, and the weather is really bad. And this is in New York, and uh, the weather's really bad. And they're like, all right, like we're going to call it. But then some dude was like, wait a second. I see a, uh, a dead body. And so they're like looking, and they see this like n- this woman who's like, halfway sticking out of the ground and she's nude and they're like oh fuck we think that's a dead body because it's near a river a lot of serial killers kill near rivers rivers are a good way to get rid of evidence Mm -hmm. yeah and so then they take the fucking binoculars and then they like look up and this motherfucker is standing over the body peeing on it next to his van and they're like that's the motherfucker and he sees the plane and he boogies out and so they put out the apb eventually track him down at some nursing home and they're like man she we caught you confess 
and he was just like, oh, sorry, like, I don't have any ID because it was taken because I was convicted for manslaughter. And they're like, super weird thing to say. Come with us. So I, I have to have a clarifying question. You were just really on a roll and I'm going to stop you. When you said they were from New, you were in New York, right? We're talking like New York City or like New York State? Uh, state, I believe. So they were like somewhere outside of the filth encrusted cesspool that is New York City. We were just in New York City. We it's had a lovely time. Bad. Yeah, we yeah. got some Jewish bagels. They were very good. They were very good. They had a sign that said uh, Jewish eating for Gentiles. It was nice. Oh, that, is, that is true. Yeah. The the Jewish do make an excellent bake. <laughs> so they they caught this guy, and then he starts bragging about all the fucking innocent people he killed in Vietnam, and all. Uh, and then the case where he got killed, uh, convicted for killing the two kids and served 14 years, but got paroled. Um, and they're like, okay, that's like super random, uh, but these teeth marks uh, from her match your teeth marks. Sir, we just asked you if you wanted a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and so, and so, this dude gets sentenced to um, like two hundred years because they they found him guilty of like a shit ton of murders, and they sent him to jail. And like he was just like, ah, oh, my mom used to sodomize me, and she's like, the fuck I did. Like, what is wrong with you, boy? <laughs> and uh, long uh, long story short, he died in two thousand eight after suffering a heart attack. Good. And I watched part of this dude's interview. This dude was a piece of shit. Like, fuck him. Uh, I hope he's a ghost and, uh, like, the ghost of a bull is, like, giving him the business on a daily basis. So, fuck this guy. I will say my my one argument that's – I have several arguments against capital punishment. Yeah. Uh, my predominant argument is why you can let them get off easy. Like, Henry Rollins, who's one of my personal favorite human beings, once said – he goes, y- you can't murder people like Slobodan Milosevic, Right. That dude should be in a cell 12 hours a day chiseling the name of his victims up against a wall. And for the rest of his day, he needs to be re- like mentioning them out loud. You don't get to just take a needle in the arm and have it have the big sleep. Yeah, and um, th- that's fair. And it's like in America, we have you know the laws against cruel and unusual punishment. Not saying that I'm advocating for this or supporting this shithole country in any way. But Iran doesn't have a lot of the same problems that we do because like if you get caught stealing, they'll cut a hand off. And I'm not saying that's the solution, but, like, the whole idea that, like, you shouldn't be punished, but then I'm also conflicted because of, like, what, you know, all these watchdog agencies, you know, uh, exonerate these people through DNA evidence. And, like, that's one of my biggest fucking fears is that I get convicted of something. Like, I donated hair, all right? What if some girl who had cancer and now she wants revenge on the world, she's got my wig, and she leaves one of my hair streams at a murder, and they look at my fucking dossier, and they're like, oh, this guy's clearly a fucking serial killer. He served in the military. Look at all this trauma from his youth. Look at all these battered children's shelters he was in. And then I go to jail. Yeah, except you're on the podcast at least once a week, so you'd probably be either here or- But I also go all over the world. Like, we just got back from France. He got extra screening because he's uh, fancy pants and travels all over the place. Yeah, they saw my Russian visa and my passport, and they're like, over here. So here's the thing. It turns out that despite the fact that I work for the U.S. government, DHS has flagged me as a flight risk. So I went <laughs> several for several years, every time I go through Amsterdam to come home, I, I it's like a three-hour layover. It's not like I was you know going out to any of the Amsterdam bakeries or anything. But they, they'd stop me and be like, Herr Pfeffer, uh, you have extra screenings. And everybody who got extra screenings was all six foot plus, usually white people, usually with beards, and usually all in the same line of work as me. And they'd be like, oh, you got selected for, air quotes, additional random screenings. That was the fifth time I was like, listen, lady, it's not random if it's every time. I know it's not your fault, but can you explain it to me? He's like, oh, DHS flagged you. 
I was like, great. I'm glad the government I work for thinks I'm a threat. Awesome. I mean, that would explain the way they treat you. I would say, you know, the government, I do I do say some things off, off hours because I get frustrated with certain things because, of course, you do, working for the government bureaucracy. But I'd say all in all, out of a 17-year career, the government's treated me mostly well. All right, then, now that he said that legal disclaimer. There there are certain times when I was in the Marine Corps where I could have hucked a guy, I could have yeeted a dude through a window and not felt the least bit of uh, empathy or uh, whatever for him. Speaking of a lack of empathy, that's another trait that a lot of these sick motherfuckers uh, have in common. And who is your subject? So I have I have two guys. I have, uh, I'm going to cover, I wanted to cover Leonard Hill, and he had a partner which is a little bit more rare than your average serial killer. And his name was Charles Ng. I'm probably not pronouncing his name right. It's Ng. That's, Who cares? That's the American Charles Dickface. Charles Cockbag. Yeah, that was his the American version of his name. Which turns out he was actually not native born American. Yeah. Which is not a problem, but his paperwork was faked in order to get him into the military. Charles Dick so little his pubes covered it. Right, Darl, Charles, nothing but bush and a mole underneath. Um, <laughs> These two guys, all right, so they took a break from tossing each other salad 24-7 well, here's the thing. to commit murders. So here's the thing. They, the, it's interesting you mentioned the salad tossing because that was legitimately a part of the thing. What? So Never lied. So <laughs> That wasn't so much that you didn't lie. You took, a, you took a swing in the dark at something gross and it turned out to be true. <laughs> and I nailed it. You maybe nailed it. I don't know if they actually tossed each other salads. There's videos available, though, so we can check. Ooh, oh. delicious. So, That'll so be on our page. Uh, That's on our only OnlyFans. Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, we got a new website. We did get a new website. And yeah. here's the best part for our listeners. Popsmokemedia.com. It's the same as the old website when you type it into the computer. It's just going to yes. bring you to an updated, better version of the site. And for those of you asking, uh, EP Mike um, is no longer with the show. We uh, parted on great terms. He finished his master's degree and he's pursuing uh, different sources of media. Yeah, because yeah, put up some quality content recently. I've yeah, been, I would keep a track. Yeah, we've been getting that question. So just to throw that out there. Uh, okay, so back to these two salad tossers. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk mostly about Leonard Thomas Lake, right? Because his buddy was kind of a like a little bit of a nutcase, like more so like he's boring is what I'm saying. So the thing that about Leonard Lake that I found interesting is that first he did seek out a partner, which is kind of rare, right? So he and uh, Charles Dick knows uh, both were Marines together, and fucking devil dog. What the fuck? So here's the I thing. blame their drill instructor. The reason I mentioned they were Marines first is because I want to point out some of the similarities that uh, they had with Marines that aren't serial killers because I thought that would be a fun little aside. Well, yeah, let's hear it. Being in the military will probably equip them with pretty uh, knowledgeable ways of killing people. So normally, you're right. A hundred percent. Unless whatever their MLS is. So here's the thing. The fun part about Lake is that Lake was apparently a very bright child. But when his parents separated around when he was age six, uh, he and his siblings went to go live with their grandmother. Right. And so uh, Lake, despite being very bright, also liked to habitually photograph his uh, female siblings naked. And instead of discouraging this, Grandma was like, yeah, take more of them nude shots. Fucking Grandma was a pervert, too? Yeah, Grandma was 100% a pervert, what too. What the fuck? So, this is why I don't support Social Security. 
No, I'm kidding. Um. Anyway, moving on. So Come on, that was a solid joke. So I got nothing. So because Grandma was all about this, right, and did not say you're a dirty little pervert, yeah. don't do that, right? Like, sure, film sex, that's fine, whatever, but don't do it with your own siblings. This isn't West Virginia for fuck's sake, right? So this became like the basis of him becoming obsessed with pornography. And this will come into play later on, which I think is fantastic. Right. In, in a uh, watch this case and see how wackadoodle people can be case uh, sort of situation. Don't don't take this as any tacit approval because it's not right. If I could have shot this guy like when he was age six to stop him from murdering people, I would have done it. Mm. Right. Oh, I'd abso- <laughs> I would have I would have strangled baby Hitler like okay. absolutely 100 percent. Right. Because I come with foreknowledge. That's the difference. Or you come from the future. Here's a better idea. You steal baby Hitler. Right. And you raise him to be a good person. Snap. Yes. going to be a narcissist. Yeah. But at least I could direct that narcissism into something effective. Like being a CEO. Or a painter. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> no. this. Uh, if you thought. This podcast was not going to mention Hitler. Apparently, you don't know Alexander Pfeffer very well. <laughs> Correct yourself. We were at Cracker Barrel, and he was like, yeah, but what about the Nazis? And the lady next to us was like, oh, damn. Okay, She's first, eating by herself, too. Hold She's on. Like, having a great Sunday. <laughs> Wait a and then AJ starts talking about Nazis don't and throw racism. me under the bus. And I, I'm like, this is, not, this I is did, not the place. I did not randomly bring up Nazis. You he so kind of did. randomly no. brought up Nazis. I wasn't random. So there was... Okay, so... So my daughter was watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, which yes. is an anime in which there is the main character is American, and there's a lot of wackadoodle stuff that happens because of anime, right? Yes. Like every time something ridiculous would happen, I'd look at her and be like, "What the absolute shit?" And she'd go, "Dad, anime." I'm like, <laughs> and then crunch a uh, a chip, and then crunch a Cheeto, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Yes, okay, fair enough." So, <laughs> so cha, dad, you wouldn't understand cha crunch. What's that? <laughs> what the hell is that? My impression that? of a teenager. <laughs> Weird, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the thing is, there's a character in there, and his name is like Von Stronheim or something, and he's very clearly a Nazi. And they're doing the Nazi stuff you see in movies where they're like, they're like researching the occult to get Hitler's special magic powers. This dude. Is that something you see in movies? <laughs> a lot. Really? Hell, Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. Uh, the Avengers. Yeah. With uh, with Red Skull. Red Skull. Like yeah. you see, it's a lot. It's a Hellboy. big thing. Hellboy. Yeah. That's like, like kind of like the whole. Uh, that's pre-tense. how. The, yeah, that's how they got. Not, not the new. Only not the new remember one. Remember the Aquaman. Not the new Hellboy. The uh, the original. Yeah, the old. original yeah. like Ron Perlman Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Right. So long I can story only short. So long story yeah. short, the whole anyway. thing was we were talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, and there's a part where there's this Nazi, and for some reason, like despite being a Nazi piece of shit, because Nazis were pieces of shit, right? He he conducts an act of self sacrifice by blowing a grenade up in his own head, right? He like pulls this pulls the cable out of this grenade, sticks it against his own face, and blows himself up. Hey, good for you. You were a good person at the end. Nice, right? But for some reason, in an episode that I missed because I was blanked out. Uh, doing something else, he comes back and he's a a, a a cyborg now. I'm doing air quotes, cyborg now, and like he's got like a lens over one eye because his power level's over nine thousand or something. I don't right. really know why, but like all of a sudden he's got like this Street Fighter ass haircut, <laughs> right? 
and he's got this like lens over one eye and a wire that plugs into his forehead. The Terminator. Right? And all of a sudden we're like, yay, Von Stronheim is a good dude and he's helping us out fight this massive threat to the earth. You still and a so Nazi piece did, of shit. How did this come up at Cracker Barrel? Because we were we were just <laughs> talking about Okay, because Dan, you like anime, <laughs> yes, and we were discussing it because you're the only human being I could talk to uh, talk to about anime that knows what the fuck is going on. Yes, and I had mentioned it, and you were like, "I don't know, that one's even too weird for me." Yeah, and I was like, "It's not my usual thing," but we were talking about the general plot line and some of the things that I thought <laughs> were weird. And one of the th- things I thought were weird was the several dozen points throughout that show where the American from New York in 1938 is very much like. Oh, uh, bro, I don't want to like, hurt you or something. And he's like, no, you must hurt me because whatever. And and I'm like, if I have to kill this like all-powerful evil and the only way to do it is to chop the leg off of a Nazi, I'm not going to sit there and have a 30-minute internal monologue about, oh, my God, like, do I want to cut this Nazi's leg off? I don't need a reason. He's a Nazi. I'm going to cut his freaking leg off. And the woman next to us was very alarmed. Yes, she was. I think, no, but the guy, the guy that was on the other side, right? The one that was yeah. sitting next to you. In yes. his pajamas. In his pajamas. In his pajamas, which made me feel a lot better about what I was wearing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's straight turned. He's like, I don't mean to be like, you know, like eavesdropping in your conversation or whatever, but like to- that- totally agree with your conversation. Totally agree. <laughs> and I was like, what part of our conversation do you do? No, I'm not engaging. Uh-uh, Crunch. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> So back to your serial back killer. To your serial back killers. to my serial killer. So um, <laughs> this guy ended up, he he went into the Marine Corps at some point. Oh, wait, hold on. Before I get into that, yeah. we talked about the pornog- pornographic tendencies. We talked about uh, he extorted his sisters on a regular basis to do sexual things. Weird. Which is, again, strange because this is, again, not West Virginia. But then he, he and here comes part of the, the psychopathic triad. He liked to dissolve uh, rats and small animals in chemicals, which ended up being the way in which he would dispose of bodies in the future, right? But as a as a child and then a teenager, he was already refining his technique about corpse disposal and body manglement by... Oh, damn. Oh, damn. See, the only problem with, like, being interested in how, like, small animals look, like, as they decompose, because I'm fairly enamored by like how skulls look and i always have been i think that they're pretty i think that they're very like elegant in some ways and how late did you wet the bed no (laughs) just no just no (laughs) what i'm getting at is that what's more important is that the individual is killing the animals rather than being interested in how the body of an animal works like you can have kids who are interested in being vets when they're older or you can have kids who are just creepy like myself or anything honestly like just being interested in how something works is kind of a a sign of like intelligence which is a good thing but if you're doing the killing that's the problem yeah i could see that so for daniel's sake just real quick i have have two questions uh when's the last time you went to bed and when's you already asked that and when's the last time you she didn't answer the question and when's (laughs) when's the last time you started a fire for no other reason than to watch the flames burn my sister is the one that just sets the fire. All, yeah, she does. I've watched her one summer. I would watch her like we have a we had a marble um, fireplace and we had candles there because my mom really likes candles. And she would set it, and I'm sitting on the couch. So she'd set it. She's sitting like five feet away from me. She'd look at it, 
and she'd blow it out and dip her fingers in the wax like immediately and she did that for like a half hour before i was like what you doing <laughs> okay so you didn't set fires when you were a child no okay and you haven't went to bed let's say in a significantly long period of yes. time okay i just want to make sure because you done i can what? be creepy it's there's nothing wrong with being creepy. There's nothing wrong with being creepy. I think it's. Just, I don't kill animals. Look, I'm just looking out for him the same way he does for me. Because if you're gonna have my man, all right, <laughs> you ain't gonna be murdering people and breaking his heart <laughs> when he has to go to conjugal visits all the time. Or at He's least let me heart. know before you do that, so we can plan it together allegedly. Oh, cute couple things. Cute couple things. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag meet cute m e a t. What? Uh, what? <laughs> what? What is that? M-A-A-T. M-A-A-T. Meat. Meat cute like you're murdering people and then carving <laughs> them up. <laughs> All right, then. That's a legit joke from a legit show. It was a that's, crap joke at the time, but I thought... Funny. Yeah. I get it. I get All right, it. so okay, back continue, to your serial killer. Continue with your killer. So, <coughs> uh, Mr. Lake, right? Um, so we talked about the fact that he liked to dissolve things in acid and he loved to uh, do porn. And especially do it with his sisters, which was weird. So he gets out of high school and he joins the Marine Corps and he does two tours of duty in Vietnam as a radar electric electronics expert. Right. He's a technician. So he works on radars. Um, and, and I don't know enough about the craziness that is NOM to be able to tell you whether or not he actually saw any combat or not. Like that's a, a whole separate thing. So the Marine Corps didn't come in and was like, nah, he ain't see shit. No, not to my knowledge, right? Like, there's plenty of people that probably were like, oh, yeah, I was in Nam, and they were stationed somewhere like Germany or something, right? Like, nothing was going bad. Oh, yeah, I get you, because uh, there was a lot of bases in Southeast Asia that were in direct support. Like, because, like, when I went to Jordan, we were in direct support of Afghanistan, but I wasn't in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I still got the NATO and the GWAT-E medal, but I, I wasn't in Afghanistan. It was just in support of Afghanistan, because my Jordanians went to Afghanistan. Exactly that. So this guy was in Vietnam. He was a radar electronics technician. And interestingly enough, while he was in Vietnam is when they, they diagnosed him with uh, schizoid personality disorder. Right. The DSM-5 has probably changed over the years. But um, you can basically schizoid personality disorder. And then he had a delusional breakdown. Right. And this is in Da Nang. So he's in the no shit shit. And then he has a breakdown. So... He gets a medical discharge in 1971. He gets sent home. He goes back to San Jose and enrolls in San Jose University. But it's 1971, so he's like, oh, hey, you know what looks cool? Being a hippie. <laughs> so no shit. This dude drops out, becomes a hippie, moves to a commune in San Francisco, gets married. And then the woman he marries like uh, dissolves the marriage after she founds, finds out that he's making his own porn movies with just like whoever. Yeah, that because kind he's of a, puts a wrench in things. Right. And the, the the interesting thing for me about this is that she didn't break up with him because of the porn movies. Like, she was like, I'm not really down with the porn you've been secretly filming. Right? And he was like, ah, uh, come on, guy. And she was like, ah, uh, come on, guy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this guy, <laughs> the wife left him not so much just because of the porn, but because the majority of his porn had bondage and sadomasochism in it. And not the kind of bondage that's fun where you, like, tie somebody up and, like, but, like, the kind of bondage where you're trying to cause damage, right? Like we talked about sexual sadism before. A red flag. A, a very big <laughs> red flag. Like, if you say your your uh, safe word, which is, you know, whatever it is, 
And if you're like pineapples, and they're like, no, fuck you, and they keep punching you in the face, like you, you probably got the wrong safe word or the wrong partner. Just saying. Wrong partner. Yeah. What if afterwards he's like pineapples? Like, and he pulls out like the brevity code sheet, and it's like, we clearly agreed this means punch me in the face more. You're like, oh, my bad. I was clearly in the wrong. I apologize. <laughs> so then this guy goes out to a ranch called, uh, was it Greenfield Ranch? It was a f- almost, it was like 55,000 acres in the middle of bloody nowhere in Northern California, right? So then he mar- marries this other cr- chick that's, uh, her nickname is Cricket. So you can imagine she's probably a hippie hippie chick too. And she becomes involved with his weird porn stuff. Oh man. She's like the yeah. truest of all true hippie chicks. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, I'm totally down with uh appearing in multiple of your pornographic films. Yeah, bro. Just like however you wanna express yourself. It's who am I to deny you the <laughs> opportunity? <laughs> Whomst am I to stop you Whomst from- am I? <laughs> Whomst the ever living fuck am I? <laughs> Oh, my God. So then, you know, he goes into all this crazy stuff. He starts, like, building this nuclear bunker in in, in the settlement that he's living on. But at some point, the, the owner of the land, because it wasn't him, was like, no, nah, I'll be having none of that shit, mate. This is very clearly, like, him having an outburst of, like, schizo personality and having an episode where he's just not there. Absolutely. Like, he's just like, I murder people for fun. That is. Yeah. I murder people for fun, and I like to have weird sex stuff going on on video, but the Ruskies, that's my problem. And uh, can, can you elaborate on that when you said people don't know that's going on? So, well, I was mostly referencing the listeners might not know what schizopersonality is. Yeah, can, can you elaborate so, that on a little bit? Um, schiz- uh, schizophrenia is what this is re- in reference to. So schizophrenia is where you would have episodes of delirium, pretty much, where you don't know what's, like, what's real and what's not real. So... You could be having hallucinate uh, hallucinations that are either like uh, visual or like auditory hallucinations. So you just do not know what is real and what isn't real, and usually they're pretty negative. So they could be like encouraging you to kill people, as this might be in his instance, or like schizo personality where it's on a lesser extent than just regular schizophrenia. Yeah, why can't a schizophrenic episode be like, hey, maybe you should eat some vegetables and go do some charity work? That's right. We were talking about Son of Sam earlier, right? That was one of the guys we mentioned. Yeah, he was also a veteran. Right, so wasn't his thing that he, like his dog told him to do it? Like yes. his dog said, hey, mm-hmm. Satan's going to eat your face if you don't do whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I would have fucked that dog up. I'd, I'd be like, like, oh, really? It plays on the paranoia of the individual and makes things pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm sitting here and like a dog comes up and he's like, yo, you need to murder these people. Otherwise, like Satan will do this. Well, like, all right, well, this is the time where I need to kill the messenger. And then I just start filling the room full of uppercuts. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I guess that depends on how adorable the dog is. Nope. At that point in time, the dog ceased to be as adorable and ceased to start catching these monos. Well, what if it's like a corgi with like a thick, thick butt? Extra monos. What if it's Lucy? Extra monos. Oh, no. Do you don't think that Mike would have a problem with you giving extra monos if to Lucy? I think Mike Lucy, is a paragon. freak out because he is you're a paragon the only experiencing that. Of truth and justice. All right. <laughs> Mike is a paragon. He would understand that if Lucy is a messenger of Satan, that she deserves some monos. I'm not saying you need to kill her, but, you know, just like... <laughs> just, just several monos. In the cage. Yeah. Now. You know, like like 6.17 monos. Like, time out at least, you know? 
You're getting back in your crate, you Satan-worshipping animal, you. <laughs> Start throwing holy water on Lucy. Uh. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, co-host Mike is uh, far less suicidal now because he got an adorable puppy. Yay! It's so adorable We're that so even if it said Satan him. messages, I'm pretty sure Mike would be like, ha ha, you silly scamp. I'm but obviously like, not going to murder people, but he, he but you, here's, <laughs> the, here's some treats. Be less Satan-y. Yeah. But uh, also, to be fair, though, to be fair, uh, <laughs> I was I was leaned back. I didn't expect the to be fair, but I was not going to leave you hanging, sir. Uh, yeah, because he's smoking a cigarette into a rock star can. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, but oh yeah, God. but I, I think that if Mike was having that that delirium, that he might look at the wings and whatever Diablo sauce and ghost pepper combination is on them. Like when Homer Simpson gets the uh, the chili pepper from Chief Wiggum, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that if any Satan voices were coming from inside of Mike's apartment, like he'd look at Lucy and be like, "Well, clearly can't be this wonderful animal that gives me so much love and support." And no. he's gonna look over to his kitchen and see all the hordash orders sitting on the <laughs> counter, and it's gonna be like, "Oh, it's the wings telling me to murder people." <laughs> you know, it's it's the uh, the soiled bed sheets that have gained sentience. <laughs> the, I was gonna say the congealed wings that have gained sentience, but any number of disgusting biological contaminants in Mike's apartment could probably gain sentience. He's not even here to defend himself. Oh, he'll hear this. <laughs> he'll hear this. I know he will. <laughs> and and he knows we love him, and that his apartment is actually very clean for a single man. That's that's very sweet of you. Uh, to to stick up for him. Come on, who you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. So you back, know who it is. <laughs> back to your serial killer. I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask uh, oh. Sam where her SoundCloud link is. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like bite my tongue not to reply with black and yellow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, there you go. All right. So, uh, my nutcase. He ends up meeting this other other marine, uh, Charles Ng. Uh, through a Wargamer magazine advertisement in 1981. So, like, they didn't even, like... Classy. Right? They didn't even, like, serve together directly. But in 1984, Ng was dishonorably discharged after serving time for theft and desertion. What did he steal? Guns. This dude stole just a buttload of guns from... Red MC- flag. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> right? If your man is stealing firearms from the government... Red flag. Right, but he stole all these guns from uh, MCAS, like uh, Keho. Uh, it was K Bay. He stole a lot of guns from K Bay, and they immediately caught him because he was terrible at it. Oh, speaking of which, um, the CO and the Sergeant Major of Three Six, the unit that lost the two rifles, both just got fired. Well, that's what you get for polluting Three Six's great and historied memory. Yeah. So please continue. So, um, the two of them end up getting this cabin in the middle of nowhere. They described it even internally to each other as a dungeon because, of course, they did. And, uh, like, this dude, before he even started doing his double-team murders, had already killed his brother and his best man at his wedding. What? One of them was allegedly, so I don't know. Like, they say they probably murdered his brother. No. Allegedly. He definitely murdered his brother. Anyway, so the two of them get together, and they start a pattern of rape, torture, and murder. And they have, like... um, the, the, some of their girlfriends and some of their like uh, friends that they know, um, some of their friends' kids, which is gross, right? Um, and they just just men, infants, and all this other stuff they'd immediately kill. But the women they would rape and torture, and they would videotape a lot of this. So they're basically just making weird porn. Fuck them. Yeah, absolutely fuck them. You know, just all the fucks to them. Fuck them. 
And something Sam was saying earlier is, and, and this is a quote from a show that I liked, where like the, the FBI agent comes to, to brief the president, and he's like, oh, yeah, we bought, we caught him because of this busted taillight. And he's like, really? Two years of investigation? That's what you came up with? And he's like, in my 13 years in the Bureau, I found that no amount of money, time, or manpower will ever equal a person being exceedingly stupid. Wow. Two-year investigation foiled by a taillight being out. Well, my guy gets busted because he asks the police if he won't get caught by doing a specific thing that he gets caught for. Okay. And then says, tell me the truth. You better promise or something like that. And he's just like, be honest. (laughs) Will this get me caught? And they're like, of course not. That's almost a sweet level of naivete. Yeah, it's, it's like that. The worst. The that worst. guy who called the cops, and he's just like, how, how, how much travel can you get in for cooking <laughs> exactly. crystal meth? And they're like, they're like, is this Mr. Jones? And he's like, no. And they're like, we have caller ID. And he's just like, uh, uh, well, I'm not cooking crystal meth. And like, all right, well, we're sending some cops over. He's like, all right, cool. We'll see you guys soon. Right. And so here, here's what I love about this, right? This is how stupid these idiots are. So. Uh, Charles Dickbag, the accomplice, he gets caught shoplifting a vice from a hardware store, and he flees. He flees the scene. Like they catch him, they're like, "Hey, you stop stealing that vice!" And he's like, "Disregard the constabulary!" Ah, and runs out. So <laughs> that happened. And then Lake drives to the store in order to pay for it, in order to keep the fuzz from figuring out what's going on. But he, when they show up, the cops are already there. The officers, the officers notice that he looks nothing like the very short Chinese gentleman that stole the thing. And so that's when they make, like, the connection. And they're like, okay, so we got this weirdo and this other weirdo. So they end up doing a bunch of investigatory whatnot. We're not into giving out details about how police run their investigations and catch serial killers because we want them to keep being able to do so. But essentially... Um, he gets arrested for a number of things. One is having a weapon with a suppressor that he's not supposed to have. And at the time, they'd fingerprinted it. So they get this guy's fingerprints, uh, Lake, and they they find out who he is, and they arrest him, right? And they're like, ah, oh, you had something to do with these murders. But Lake knew that this was a possibility and had sewn cyanide capsules into his clothes. So he takes the cyanide capsules, thinking like on a movie, he's going to bite down in the capsule foam a little at the mouth, and be dead right thereafter. Not so much. Took that motherfucker four days to eat Four fucking days. Four days. Of just agonizing in poison death. I mean, not as long as he should have, but certainly longer than he expected. Again, (laughs) fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy, and, uh, I mean, not literally, because he was into porn, so, but. Yeah, and he probably (laughs) liked it. Did you know that cyanide is supposed to smell or taste faintly of almonds? Yes. Almonds, eh? Not everyone will actually get that, though. There's, like, some percentage. Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not exactly like I you mean, can ask them. <laughs> some people can. The bad guy from uh, one of the James Bond movies. That's why his mouth was all fucked up. Javier uh, Bardem. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so you said almonds, then. Almonds or almonds? Did almonds. you say almonds? Almonds. Some people say it like that. Yeah, some wrong people. Say people. It, yeah. Wow. Pecans or pecans. Pecans. It just no. It's... It's oh. it's pecans. If you say pecans, then aren't you from the south? 
Yes, I'm from as deep south as you can get before I you get to the- I wasn't asking you. I was saying if you say it like that. I'm, I'm yeah, saying- you, She wasn't asking you, Alexander. <laughs> I, I am from the deep south. I'm from as deep south as you can get without being from the bottom part of Florida where you stop being south and st- southern and start being like Cuban. Yeah. And, and we say pecans because we're not weird. So I was in Afghanistan and uh, our corpsman was like, hey, do you guys want some pecans? And I was about to jump down his fucking throat. And be like, oh, it's pecans, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, this is for my family's pecan farm because we own a pecan farm in California. And I was just like, fuck, all right. No, that's not an excuse because my Uncle Dub, D-U-B, right? I had an uncle <laughs> named Dub, and that is about as southern Alabama, Georgia as you can get, right? And I even, when I said Alabama and Georgia, this old twang came out. So I had an Uncle Dub that had a pecan farm. And I remember, it's one of my few childhood memories that I remember it and was like, remember walking through the pecan trees and such? Because I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do on a pecan farm <laughs> when there's a bunch of old people around? And so it was a pecan farm with Some pecans. Of tomatoes. <laughs> I don't think actually one says tomato, though, do they? I feel like older people do. British people do. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they, they eat tomatoes with breakfast. Because, like, say you wake up in the morning, you're like, ah, oh, my name's Jaren Gones, and I'm a cunt. <laughs> and I want to eat baked beans and tomatoes for breakfast. But hey. I want a baguette and a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Gareth Jones is a true Brit, and he would never eat a croissant for breakfast because he doesn't eat failure that early in the morning. Uh, he is Welsh. Yeah, Welsh can be British. Can they now? Croissants yeah. are good. But British aren't always Welsh. Correct. So British is the all-encompassing to explain uh, Welsh, yes, British or Welsh, English, Scottish, and Irish are and all. How British. many of them are cunts? <laughs> well, it depends on who you talk to. I'm Welsh, and I say that all most the... certainly a cunt. Right. So <laughs> I'm a bit of a cunt, but the English yes. are certainly cunts. <laughs> so what you're saying is some, if not most, of uh, the people that are Brits are cunts. Uh, yes, <laughs> I mean and I, he could say that. I waffled a little bit just because I think most people generally are cunts, but also the the English can just. I mean the 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 only thing the English and the and the Welsh really agree on is that uh, the French can suck it. So, what are your thoughts on the Queen as a Welshman? You know what? Yes. I think the queen is uh, a lovely woman, and she's done a fantastic job uh, yeah. during the period of time in which the monarchy still had some kind of sway. Now they're kind of more of a figurehead thing. Is she a serial killer? She's Absolutely not. How do you know? Because serial killers derive the pleasure from murdering themselves. She has people sent out to do that thing. So she has assassins, is what you're saying. She has the British military. She's assassins. Just diabolical. Is that, <laughs> it? is that the word we want to assign to the queen? No, I do not want to assign the word diabolical. I love her. <laughs> she's great. She, she can't is, die just like Betty White. She, exactly. But she's wonderful. To. We're, we I hope will they're all, safe during this time. Our bones will Pandemic. be bleaching in the sun, <laughs> and the queen and Betty White will be the only two left on the planet. Having and they will, tea together. No, they won't be having tea together. They'll have to they'll fight. They'll be lovers. They'll have yes. To, they'll have to fight with swords to determine which one of them gets to be the Highlander. Why can't they be? And the loser has to be the bottom. No, no, they... <laughs> <coughs> We're gonna get so much hate mail for that. You're gonna get hate mail. I'm sitting here defending the Queen at Apollo thirty thirty one. If you disagree with Betty White and the Queen being lovers, 
look, if that's their thing, if that's what they want, hey, hashtag twenty twenty. Yes. Right. I'm 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 all about it. I'm not I'm not hating. I'm just saying I find that unlikely because both of them are so long lived, there's no way that even despite their mutual respect and admiration for each other that they won't have to have an anime style Highlander fight in which one of them will inevitably have to cut the other one's head off. Okay. Because there has to be only one. And That's how the does rules. this relate to your serial killer? It doesn't. <laughs> I just think it's important to note that when when the time comes and someone has to put money on which one of them is going to be the last is going to be the Highlander. Yes. I have my money on uh, on Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I, I would I, w- I would say that's a, f- a safe bet. Betty White's American, so she's scrappy, right? <laughs> she's gonna come with some dirty plays. She's gonna throw some sand in the Queen's eyes. I get it, but the Queen's got just generations and centuries of sense memory of putting her boot heels on the on the uh, the the Irish and my people. So, hundred <laughs> percent, the Queen the Queen's got some tricks of her own, and she's gonna she's gonna fuck Betty White up. Right on. Mad, res- mad respect, though. It's going to be one of those things where, like, the head lops off and you see Betty White's head roll across the floor. Jesus. It winks because and, the head right? stays alive for 26 seconds after it gets cut off. Exactly. Wow. And and then and then the queen's going to say, you know what? I didn't want to have to do that, but them's the rules. You know, mad respect. And then she throws a gang <laughs> sign up to, to God and calls it. Yeah, that's when, like, uh, Shawn Michaels um, had to deliver the sweet chin music to Ric Flair to put him into retirement. And he was like, I'm sorry. I love you. Wap. Exactly. Sometimes you, you know, you want to be the king or kill the king. That's the that's the, <laughs> them's the breaks. So, anything else about your serial killer that we need to know? Well, he took the cyanide capsule, and then it took him four days to die because you know he's a piece of shit, and apparently didn't take enough cyanide or didn't take the no, right it's stuff. No, a good thing. He right? deserves it. No, no, I'm all about it. I'm saying that I wish it had taken longer. Right. Sure. I wish he'd had one of those traumatic experiences like Javier Bardem's character in that James Bond movie where like half his face got fucked off and he had to put that giant metal thing in his skull. But even that would have been too cool. Like that would have made him interesting and he wasn't. He was just a pornographic but he was a pornography obsessed weirdo. And his partner uh is actually currently in San Quentin because uh, you know, he's a turd. So he ends up getting busted later on. I don't want to really spend a lot of time on him. He was also a Marine, but only barely. And he stole a bunch of guns from MCAS uh, K-Bay. And so he got caught or booted out early. And he was basically like, he was the sub. Like in any partnered, you laugh, any partnered relationship between serial killers, there's usually there's a dominant and a submissive. And it doesn't mean that they're having sex with each other because I know that's what dominant sub usually. No, it's like the. uh... Right. Like the Emperor and Darth Vader. Exactly. You always have two Sith, right? You have the, the Master and the Apprentice, right? Sam's like, that's not accurate at all. No, I'm just trying to think of... I'm, I'm trying to think... She doesn't have, know like, enough about Sith to be no. able to... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a perfect example that is also serial killers. Well, killers. And I can't... Columbine, sorry. Right. You I had, couldn't think Columbine's of perfect. Like Columbine you have, is perfect because... Who is the ri- there's a ringleader and then there's I would like to specify that we're not saying Columbine was perfect. We're <laughs> Columbine's just saying a perfect it is example. an example. Right. If you're <laughs> going Columbine to Columbine is terrible and the two shits that decided to do that had no actual grasp on how the world worked and are terrible human beings. They weren't even good at IEDs. So now Samantha <clears throat> who is the uh the former military serial killer that you are going to highlight? Well, a lot of people probably know this one simply because he's such a dick. 
He's such an idiot about everything he's ever done. Tell me how you really feel. I really hate this guy. Um, not to say that I don't hate every serial killer. I think that they're all awful. Um, but Dennis Rader, specifically, I, I just I, there's just something about him that makes him extra worse than a like than you're just any other famous infamous uh serial killer no don't get me wrong because anytime i have to be stuck in traffic i'm mad but if it's because of a fucking goose it's like extra fucking injury to insult so i get what you're saying like it's bad but like specifically fuck this guy dennis reader as a person was going to be a living nightmare for anyone who came into contact with him he was probably going to be super annoying a know-it-all of some sort and just too much and you just wanted to strangle them. It's the kind of person that when you see their face, you're just like, I just want to punch you in the face. Punch a size's face for free. For free. <laughs> but uh, you lop on the fact that he's a serial killer and makes him infinitely worse. So what branch did he serve in? Uh, he served in the Air Force and his record is described as unremarkable, which really, I don't. I guess they don't go into his... You bow-legged bitch. <laughs> I guess they don't go into his military background as much because it was only for four years and he did, probably didn't do much um, in that short amount of time. Um, but this guy's just the worst. Like, So what he's best known for is the fact that he's killed 10 people over the span of 17 years, uh, which goes into what we earlier had said about a cool-off period. Well, he had massive cool-off periods. Oh, wow. So this guy... He was very cocky, uh, which goes into the narcissism where he's just like, oh, yeah, I can do whatever I want. His first kill was a family of uh, family of, of four people he killed. And then three of the children, he came back from school and found them. That's fucked it's up. It's absolutely terrible. So Dennis Rader is nicknamed, he nicknamed himself, the BTK killer, which is bind, torture, and kill killer. He's not smart. Um, Blindly taking Cox, and Cox is spelled with a K. Nice. Well, he also gave himself other um, other possible nicknames when he sent a letter into the police, Onion begging armpits. them, <laughs> begging them to give him any kind of attention because that was his whole motive was to get the attention because he was so inspired by Son of Sam and Jack the Ripper and the Hillside Strangler. He was just like, I want that glory, and that's what you see in a lot of serial killers is that they want some type of glory and they can't find that because they're too uh, bland and boring to find that on their own and do something helpful and useful to society. So they just decide, I'm just going to kill because that's the easiest thing to do. Uh, So other names that he suggested in his letter was the Wichita Strangler, the Poetic Strangler, the Asphyxiator, the Garot Phantom, the Bondage Strangler, and the Wichita Hangman. Those are all super fucking lame nicknames. They're too. so <laughs> awful. They're so terrible. Like this dude takes himself way too seriously. Oh, exactly. That's the whole. Like, he like wrote poems about his victims, and he would send it into uh, the local news station, which was called Cake, um, and the police. So he would just send in poems about his victims, kind of like either before or a like or of victims that he had after they after he had done it. So, AJ, as, as a man who writes poetry, what's your take on that? What a turd. He's, <laughs> he's just the worst. And his poetry his, was terrible. His poetry was absolutely the awful. The worst. Like, nobody's expecting Lord Byron, but at least don't be, like, equivalent to some 18-year-old angsty piece of shit Well, that's Berkeley. exactly what his personality 
like yeah, look, he was no T Pain who <laughs> rhymed mansion with, with Wisconsin with Wisconsin. So he was not he was he was no warrior poet like uh <laughs> like Ice Cube. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta love Ice Cube. What was it Ice Cube or was it Ice T that's on uh Ice T was on uh, I- SVU. Ice Cube is the guy who said, uh, "If one has not required the use of his AK, twas a good day." Hey, you know what I liked about Tupac? What's that? Tupac once said, "Look, just because I don't want this dude eating at my table, don't mean I don't want him to eat. I he just al- don't want him to eat with me." That makes sense. He also said, uh, "Can a brother get a little peace? There's war in the streets and war in the Middle East." Twenty years ago. Just Still saying. true to this day. It held up. Hashtag <laughs> RIP Tupac. No, 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 no. He, he's not. I, I, Shh. We're not supposed to tell people about that. But we went all the way to Cuba to meet him. Bruh. <laughs> that's why we're not supposed to tell people about that. But we went all the way to Cuba. Havana's a beautiful city. Havana is a beautiful city. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Samantha. Okay. Uh, She's like, are you boys done? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just looking over my my research. Um, But yeah, so he would send in really ridiculous letters and poetry into the news stations and the police. And that's really ultimately how he ended up getting caught was that he just wanted to get caught. And that's the thing that you see in a lot of serial killers is that they want to get caught. They want the attention because it's just so exciting for them because they think they're too smart to get caught. And it's part of the game. And they're stupid. Uh, so, in the end, he unfortunately had ended up killing um, ten people. Uh, his his goal was to kill more women that he thought were attractive. Like, his whole thing is buy and torture kill. And he gets off on it. Um, he does something terrible in his very first kill that kind of plays into the fact that he's also a pedophile and it's disgusting and disturbing and I'm not going to go into it but I know what it is turd yeah he's just the worst not only does he kill people not only is he an annoying piece of shit but he's also a pedophile so (laughs) this guy's just the worst yeah feel free to uh, to look more into him if you want if not that's fine too Um, is is this guy still alive Uh, I believe that he is he's serving 10 life sentences yo what if we like find out where this dude is and then just send him mail and being like your poetry sucks bro like send his poetry to like all kinds of different like elite colleges that yeah. do poetry and whatever but like berkeley wrote hashtag roast me right <laughs> well the thing is, is just, that he was in cult like he was taking classes at the, like the local co- like university at the time and he was in like an english class and that's why he was writing poetry because he's just like i'm so intellectual i'm gonna write poetry i'm gonna give myself nicknames because i want the legacy of being a serial killer that's why you roast him until he's dead exactly and people now are a lot more savage in their roasting than they used to be so he will not be ready for it because be like okay boomer here you go here's your roast (laughs) and then you'll find him swinging from the rafters in his cell like jeffrey epstein and be like haha at least he did it himself. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to know about this guy? So when he finally got caught, the letter he had sent into the police that tipped him off was he was asking if he could get tracked back by using a floppy disk because he wanted to give them more tips as to how to like catch him because he wanted to prove that he was just so smart that he He's wouldn't like the get Riddler. caught. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. 
You don't have to admit that. You can feel like you're I not mean, sure. am I? <laughs> I appreciate your candor. <laughs> I'm sorry. The the villain from Batman uh, in green suit. He likes to leave riddles. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might have been a clue. The Green Lantern. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. But so he had, uh, he was gonna leave a floppy disk for the police officers for them to find, and he's like, "You guys can't track this back to wherever I'm like, taking all my information and like, putting it on the floppy disk, right?" Which was his church because he was one of the leaders at his church, which is perfect. Um, and they were like, uh, and in his letter that he's literally like, "Be honest, can you track me back with this floppy disk?" And they're like, "Of course not." And then they were able to track him back. And uh. he was the only one that uses the fucking computer, too. So wow. it's just like, hmm, Dennis Rader. Uh, Dennis, you know anything about this floppy disk? And it's like, you caught me. So that's... What a boot. He's literally the worst person ever. <laughs> I just... I hate this guy yeah, so much. I like hate this guy so much. It's just... I listen to a lot of true crime and a lot of podcasts do segments on Dennis Rader because he's such a ultimate fuck up and he's just so notorious because he has killed quite a few people which makes him so notorious but the fact that he gives himself names makes him just like so easy to hate even more because it's like are you do you know how serious the things that you're doing are and you just go around trying to call yourself the asphyxiator you asphyxiate this dick I hope he chokes I would imagine he probably would. <laughs> no, he okay. liked girls. <laughs> so I'm sorry, else? what was that, Sam? He liked girls. Allegedly. 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 Anything Apparently else? he liked to get uh he liked to he liked to fuck Willie Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I think that uh <laughs> brings <laughs> brings an end to our serial killer episode. <laughs> um yeah, we we got new headphones for this, so we're gonna go back and listen to it and see how it sounds. Wah 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 wah. Okay, so we're going to be doing a lot more episodes during this next week or so. Uh, I'm waiting for Mike to get his sweet cheeks up here so we can do an official episode. Sweet cheeks. Yeah, so if you have any ideas for any topics or if uh, if you want us to um, talk about anything specific, uh, make sure to reach out to us. Info at popsmokemedia.com is our email. We're on Instagram and Facebook. The Smoke Pit, you can find us there. Popsmokemedia.com is our website. Bye. 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 Bye.